Jim, always nice to see you. I know a lot of focus right now uh, among you and the Ford team is on Ford Pro, commercial customers here. Uh, take us through this rollout. Why is it so important? Well, it, uh, Ford Pro is something we started about a year ago. We've been building it out. And this is the first time small, medium-sized business, about 90% of all commercial customers, we are, we're almost 50% share in this business, will get a full uh, one-stop shop offer from Ford to allow them to finance their vehicle and their charging, having charging and energy management software and hardware for their new electric vehicles, a telematic solution for them, and a full service, including remote service for the physical repair of the vehicle. We're gonna offer that for Ford and also non-Ford customers. Uh, and it'll be the first time in the industry that anyone's ever done that. Why the decision to open it to non-Ford customers? Because so many of our fleets, look, we're 50% of the market. We're number one brand in Europe as well. Um, but still our customers, you know, some of their vehicles aren't Ford but they still want telematic solutions. They still want financing products. They still want servicing and we can do all of that. So we just want to make it easier for customers. So that's why we decided to make it not just Ford. Your e-transit electric vans, when do they start arriving to customers? Soon, we're just in the, the final uh, production uh, right now, uh, preparation. Uh, we should be launching you know, very soon. We have over 10,000 orders already from a lot of different customers. Uh, I think we just got a, over a thousand orders from Walmart. Uh, so the demand is very high. There's a lot of focus on Lightning and of course the Mustang Mach-E and how sold out we are, but actually E-Transit e is strategically very important for the company because our dominant position in commercial. A lot of Lightning customers are retail customers. Some are commercial, but an E-Transit is going to be 100% commercial. So this is our, you know, first foray into electric and digital, uh, electric and digital vans. Ten thousand orders—that's a—that's a significant amount of orders, Jim. I mean, can you? I mean, are you still taking orders for these vehicles? I know you closed down orders recently for the Maverick pickup truck. We're getting close. I mean, we we had to close down reservations and orders for Lightning as well, not just Maverick. Uh, Mustang E is sold out for for uh, Maki is sold out for quite some time. Uh, we're getting close, we're, we're not there yet. You know, commercial customers are a little different. They wanna know if their racks fit, if their equipment fits, they wanna test out the vehicle, they wanna make sure the operators feel comfortable. And then you have to install charging equipment, both in the operators, maybe home sometimes, or even depot charging. So they're, they're kind of, they take a little bit more time to, to get the orders correct, but I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if we're sold out on e-transit. You've been around, uh, been around this industry for some time, Jim. Did you ever think we would get to a day where you're essentially telling folks, well, we can't take any more orders for, for one of these vehicles we're selling? No, I, I never thought we'd be in that position. You know, um, a lot of people said if, uh, about Ford's strategy to get out of sedans, you know, why are you doing that? The Fusion's very popular but they didn't see that we could invest it in Maverick and, and the Bronco, the Bronco Sport, the Lightning, the E-Transit, you know, these products are so exciting. Um, but we have the chip crisis going on at the same time, probably the biggest supply shock I've seen in my career. So all of it is happening at the same time, but I think the real encouraging thing is that Ford can develop great products 
where we do really naturally well, and we're being reward, handsomely rewarded for focusing on our strengths. Definitely want to talk about the uh, supply shortage. It's something you and I have talked about, you uh, and I have talked about in the past, but you just on the lightning, uh, how many orders do you, do you now have for that? We have about uh, 200,000 reservations. Now we're converting those into orders where people have to physically order the vehicle. O almost very few of them are falling out. And, you know, our original capacity was like 40,000. We went to 80, now we're at 150,000. So, you know, we, we actually, it's incredible how nimble the company's been in, in upping our capacity, uh, at, but it's really encouraging to see. In terms of capacity, I know Ford has moved very quickly in, in adding uh, extra capacity for electric vehicles yes. with an eye towards uh, really 2025. Uh, but just given the demand you're seeing for these electric vehicles and, and even hybrids, you know, what's the next move by Ford? Are you looking at now your, a new series of uh, electric vehicle investments? Well, I think the first thing for us is to scale. A lot of people have come out with electric vehicles, but, you know, our ambition is to get to 600,000 units of scale for our electric vehicles in 22 months. That means sometime later next year in the third or fourth quarter, we'll have a production of about 50 to 60,000 units a month. That is a huge scaling by the company. It requires us to more than double our capacity we had planned on already. So this is a huge scramble by the company. That's our first milestone to get to 600,000. We think that'll put us you know, probably number two on electric. We were, we were number two in the U.S. in sales this year. We now want to be number two with our scaling of our electric production globally. And, and that's before Tennessee comes online, which is hundreds and hundreds of thousands of incremental products in three years from now. We're breaking ground on Tennessee right now and the Kentucky battery plants. Uh, so that'll give us even more capacity. So right now we're just busy scaling. We have, we have hits on our hands. We just need to make more of these. Does it feel like a an arms race inside the auto industry. Every day there's a new announcement of new EV uh, vehicles, new EV capacity. What does it feel like to you right now? I think everyone's really excited. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if some of them have seen the response by Lightning and, and Maki and very encouraged, but I, I wouldn't treat them all the same. Uh, you know, I think what we found is, is sticking in our wheelbase, uh, on F-150, Mustang, Transit, and really executing very emotional products, even commercial vehicles, very emotional products, and giving them a lot of data capability and digital capability is, is work for us. I think we're scaling before a lot of competitors. Yes, a lot of people are investing. Uh, yes, there are a lot of investments in manufacturing. What I'm encouraged is that in this first inning, you know, our vehicles are sold out. Um, and we have, we're not going to generic small cars. We're really focusing on what we do well, which are those three vehicles. Uh, you're a competitive guy, Jim. You race cars. Uh, this is well known about you. I mean, who do you think is your biggest competitor in the EV market? That person where you sit in your office, wherever it might be, and say, hey, I really want to beat them, and I really want to beat them bad. Well, the companies that I think about that I admire uh, because of their commitment and frankly, the hard work they did to earn their reputation. Companies like Neo and Tesla, you know, they've been at this a long time. Uh, they engineer their vehicles differently. I'm, I'm most 
uh, respectful of, of Tesla's profitability. They're now making more than $10,000 a vehicle in their second quarter earnings. Um, but I think Ford has a real chance here. Um, we're not going to be in the same segments as them. We're really doubling down on the customers and the segments we know really well. F-150 has been the best-selling vehicle in America for 40 years. And uh, now we're electrifying it. We're just getting started. So I, I love those companies, but I think we have, we, have a, we have a wonderful opportunity at Ford. Maybe one we haven't had since the Model T. Uh, the supply chain shock that you referenced, have you seen any alleviation in, in these pressures? No, not really, Brian. Uh, the fourth quarter, it, it did get better in the second half of last year, but we're still seeing the same run rate in the first quarter. Uh, semiconductors continue to be a constraint. Um, and, uh, and actually, over the holidays, we saw some you know, basic automotive parts shortages because, uh, because of our supplier uh, issues not being able to make production. Uh, so absolutely, we continue to see the same disruptions in the market. And I don't, I don't expect those to get much better until next year. The, that ongoing shortage, Jim, does that mean uh, if I went out to, if I want to buy a new car this year and if I go to a dealer, I may not be able to find the car I want. No, we're really encouraging people to put in orders. You know, we're approaching 40% of our U.S. Uh, sales now are from orders. Actual people put in a specific order, waited for that specific vehicle. In fact, you know, we're doing everything we can to encourage and even incentivize customers and dealers to put in orders. Uh, because the customers like, you know, they get what they want. It's better for our business because we don't carry stock. Not a lot of waste of, of inventory sitting around. Um, I haven't seen others do that. But this, this crisis, in a way, has really helped us get more fit. We need to improve the customer experience. We shouldn't have all the stock laying around. This has allowed us to move faster. And too, Jim, since we last spoke, a lot of focus on uh, President Biden's Build Back Better plan. Now, a lot of incentives for EVs in that plan uh, that are essentially collecting dust because the thing is not passed yet. Uh, how important is it from your vantage point that this bill gets passed? Mission critical for the EV incentives. Look, mm -hmm. EV sales in the US are only about 3%, higher in some places than others, but 3%. China now has 50% of all electric cars sold in the, in the world, and Europe is approaching 20% on pure electric vehicles now. If we don't get our act together, we'll be behind as a country. It's not just about helping consumers make this transition, all the battery production, all the jobs, the raw material development in our country, all the, in, all the intellectual property. You know, we, we're the number one employer in the United States in the auto sector. We want these, Ameri these jobs, these innovative technology jobs to come to America. This, this bill and the incentives for consumers will absolutely be the key thing to help us do that. We need to be competitive as a country.